I unfortunately lost my mum to cancer in 2017 and she got pancreatic cancer and died within six weeks of diagnosis. And that's really what made me change, go back into catering full time um, and look at the world in a different perspective. Welcome to this week's episode of 22 Minutes um, with myself, Lee Corden. And today, as you can see by the smile on my face, I am super excited. I'm a massive foodie um, and I'm joined here today with Sophie Hyam, an award-winning chef, and I, I just can't wait to see where this conversation takes us. Um, Sophie, thanks for coming on the show. No worries. Um, so firstly, can, can you just talk about where your love of food came from and how it's led to where you are today? Absolutely. It came from my childhood. So I was brought up in Oldminster, which is a small village outside Stratford-on-Avon. Um, and we had um, a large house and um, my dad had a big vegetable garden, um, but also in the area there were lots of um, farmers, etc. So my dad was um, a buyer for British Leyland back then, right. a paint buyer. Yeah. Um, so he would bring home paint and the farmers would bring us a rabbit, a pheasant, a milk, whatever it might be. And um, things like that would be hanging in our garage, <laughs> ready to be plucked and to be eaten. So yeah, it was from a very early age. I used to see birds hanging and thinking, what on earth are they doing? <laughs> but then we would go in the kitchen. I would help him probably from the age of about six, seven, eight. Mum was a very good cook as well. So it would just it just started from a really early age. So you were cooking, you know, preparing yeah. and cooking at the age of seven or eight. Yeah. Um, so we had a spring spaniel um, and uh, there's an amazing picture, I've still got it. My dad, unfortunately, has passed away, but um, he's over a bin with the pheasant, plucking the pheasant. But the spring spaniel's looking, and I'm like picking out the feathers too, helping. So, wow. yeah, yeah, so it's, yeah, early age. So, cooking at kind of seven to eight, which is an incredibly young age to start cooking, what, what, how did that then progress as you grew, got older? Um, so, I was one of three, um, and I was the youngest. Um, but my sister and brother at that time, they used to be out playing all the time. That's what you did, basically, summer holidays. You, they would go out at you know, nine o'clock in the morning, and pop in for a sandwich <laughs> and then go back out again. <laughs> and they were older than me. Um, so I would stay at home with my mum and my mum didn't work at the time. Um, and so I put her in the garden with her and I would ask to cook and I would cook meals for her um, and the family. Um, wow. Yeah. Since then, you've done some great things, and we were talking earlier about MasterChef and things like that. And yeah. We can go into that in, in more detail. Um, for you as a chef, what does success look like for you? Because obviously, there's lots of like, I suppose everyone has a different kind of meaning of success, and it'd be really great to hear what it looks like for you. And yeah, well, it's changed. Um, so when I qualified as a chef, um, I went to South Warwickshire College of Further Education in Stratford Avon um, and got very good grades. And at that time, I would have thought success would be having a Michelin star. Yeah. Um, so I stayed in the industry for two or three years and things changed. Um, my first husband didn't like all the hours, so I came out of it and eventually went into sales management. Um, but now coming back into it and being back in the industry for four years running my own business, so success for me is different. Um, so for me, it's doing the best I can at the job that I'm doing. So ensuring everybody has um, an amazing meal an amazing experience with me but also part of success for me is um being happy yourself yeah. making sure your ha family are happy looking after yourself health wise so it's it's 
yeah. sort of changed. And I, I suppose that's very unusual in the chef world, isn't it? Because as you said, yeah. like working for a Michelin style or training as chefs, they're, they're notoriously long hours, right? Yeah. You're getting up early in the morning and you're leaving late at night. So yeah. I suppose to have that balance with family is, is quite a incredible thing to, to be at right now. I think it's, yeah, of really high importance now. Um, I unfortunately lost my mum to cancer in 2017 and she got pancreatic cancer and died within six weeks of diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And that's really what made me change, go mm -hmm. back into catering full time um, and look at the world in a different perspective, really, and, and my own my own life. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and I think it's a testament to where you are now and yeah. know, how that's kind of changed the pattern. Like you say, it's incredible to hear about how success works for different people. And, and going back to what you said about kind of your initial thought was success was a mission star, right? I think that's what that's what the industry tells us, right? Yeah. From watching TV and yeah. all the all the programs, it's you know, the chef has two stars or, or, and so forth. But that's what the industry tells us, isn't it? But it's not actually what success is. No, and also um, just recently, um, so I work with another company and um, he was in the company of Raymond Blanc and Raymond Blanc, obviously an amazing chef, but he said, it's not just about getting a Michelin star, it's being the best at what you do, as in getting the best ingredients, using the best suppliers, having happy staff. Um, and yeah, a total agreement. It, it is about being the best at what you do. Um, and making sure everybody's happy yeah. when you're serving them. And, and I mean, as I said at the start, Massive Foodium, we've we've had some incredible restaurants without stars, you know? Yeah, and true. They are just as good, some of yeah. them. Sorry yeah. if people don't agree with that, but <laughs> yeah. you know, there are some that are outstanding, but obviously it's not just about the, the accolades, is it? No. Really? It's about, I suppose, the passion yeah. and what you put on the plate. Yeah, and I think you see it as well. If you go into a business, whether it is a small cafe, like you say, whether it's a restaurant, um, whether it's street food, you see and you feel the love and you taste the love and yeah, that, that's where it yeah. sort of comes down to the food that you eat. Yeah, absolutely. We could go into restaurants for hours, but <laughs> yeah. as the title of this podcast states, we've only got 22 minutes, okay. so we'll, we'll try and keep this shorter. <laughs> what advice would you give to someone just starting out, whether it's as a chef or whether it's running a catering business or anything like that? Um, well, whatever business it is, I think it has to be believe in yourself, um, without a doubt. Don't, <laughs> I say without a doubt, but don't have doubts. Um, you have uh, a plan or something in your mind that you want to do. I think it's, yeah, you definitely believe in it. Um, I think you need to do research into whatever you might want to do. So as in myself, I say I'll pimp myself out to the catering industry and I do because I, I do various jobs. But it is so if I had a niche where I was just actually looking at um, just say private dining, you would look at other companies, um, you would see, you know, what's the best area to work in. Um, you'd look at your suppliers, you would um, look at prices, where you're going to pitch it. So it's doing a lot of research as well as self belief. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, going for it really. Over the last kind of six or twelve months, obviously there's been a lot of economical kind of you know instability and things like that. Has mm. that affected your industry and, and the way that you work? Or? Well, the industry has been um, affected massively, not just by price increases, but by also staff shortages. Yeah. Shortages. So, um, yeah, it's um, a massive effect. I suppose a positive for me is that I haven't got 
um, an actual building that I rent, yeah. uh, apart from um, my actual unit, but I haven't got like, you know, a hotel or a cafe. So I haven't got all the bills uh, that have gone up, etc. Yeah. Um, so food wise, yes, there has been price increases. But again, you can look at that by looking at your suppliers, ensuring that you use seasonal, um, going for deals, bulk buys, things like that. So there are ways around it. Yeah. And I suppose in this in this climate, how important is it to stay local? You know, in, you know, in terms yeah. of to me, it's massive. Um, I'm an advocate of local suppliers. I will, or and I have done pop up restaurants with local honey suppliers, local beer, uh, local cheeses. I promote our Coventry Market, which um, we've got one of the best fishmongers on there, which a lot of people don't know yeah. is one of the top ten in the country. Oh, wow. um, yeah, he won an accolade from um, Princess Anne. Um, and yeah, he's classed as the top fishmonger. So you go to him and, you know, whether it's myself and I'm buying bulk as in catering, or if you're, you know, a, a, a single woman and you just want a fillet of fish, he will fillet it. He will give you advice. He will tell you what's seasonal um, and price wise, he'll fit in with your budget. And in terms of your suppliers, do you work with suppliers that have a similar values to, to yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Um, which I suppose totally. then translates across the board. I mean, yeah. knowing what you know now, is there anything you'd have done differently throughout your career? I would have done it earlier. Because, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like I say, the death of my mum made me go back into catering. But yes, I would have done it earlier. I would have had, as I said, more self-belief in what I was doing. And, yeah, I think, again, research into what you want to do. Um, but, yeah, just go for it. I Just the advice I would want to give is that if you have an idea and you have a love and you know you can make it work, you know, go ahead and do it. Yeah, and, and I suppose, you know, um, do things that perhaps take out your comfort zone as well. I mean, going mm. back to MasterChef, would you say that that was out of your comfort zone? Was that, I mean, <laughs> yeah. and, 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 you know, that's obviously part of your journey. Yeah. Is that something you'd urge people to do? Or is it kind of just a, just a bucket list? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was a bit of a bucket list tick but I don't know if I would encourage people it depends it depends on the type of person that you are it depends what you're looking for in your career um it's an amazing experience I do food demonstrations um at food festivals which I totally love and I got asked that question um a few months ago would you go back into doing the competitions and I don't know I've done it it's a bucket list yeah it is something completely different it puts you out of your comfort zone and you know in yourself that you can cook and you can produce amazing dishes, but then all of a sudden you get in front of the cameras and you're like, oh, what am I doing? Is it, does it really, <laughs> do you know, like, do you really just have a mind? Yeah. Does, does the, yeah, the pressure yeah. really get to you? Yeah, so when you, um, you do the invention test and I took I took off the, the cloth and there was lamb, there was potatoes, there was um, pumpkin. I can't remember what else there was back then, but... Um, I mean, I've never really cooked with pumpkin and I used the pumpkin. And my husband said, why did you use the pumpkin? I'm like, well, I don't know, I saw it there and thought I've got to use it. And actually you don't, you know, I could have just done a really nice um, lamb with a red wine jus and dauphinoise potatoes. And I chucked in lentils and pumpkin with lamb. I'm like, where did that come from? I think you think you've got to impress, but actually if you just stick to your basics and what you know, then if you're going to do it, that's the mindset you need. Anyone in business, no matter what career path you have, there, there's often self-doubt in, in your ability and, and, and all sorts. And 
How have you ever navigated that in terms of your growth as a, as a business owner, as a chef? It's being positive and confident. I, the sales management that I went into, um, it was a company that basically was male dominated. So I was the first female representative they had. Um, and it was a timber industry. So knowing about um, your melamine products, your MDF, your real woods and selling that and walking into a little joinery shop where there's all men um, and then thinking, right, okay, so what does this back then slim blonde lady know about this product? And actually um, it's, yeah, being confident in the knowledge that you have, um, making sure that you get the background. So, you know, knowing what I could tell somebody they could use oak for or tell somebody which melamine they needed um etc it's confidence and um learning learning all the time making sure that you're up to date with things reading um yeah and i suppose as, as a as a chef as sort of now you're always learning aren't you right? yeah it's, totally yeah it's totally always every, a, day. every day is a school day yeah right? yeah you do um and again sort of i have a massive collection of cookbooks and i like to go through different recipes to to you know trial different things um i just recently have done so Andy Oliver has bought out Pepperpot Diaries, yeah. which is amazing because it's all about her Caribbean roots. Um, and there's a recipe in there that I've just done, which I haven't tried before, which was with cola, um, black treacle, spices, um, chili. I thought, oh, that sounds good on a beef short rib. So I tried that. Incredible. So it's just one that, yeah, if I hadn't bought the book, if I hadn't thought, right, I need to look into, yeah. I want to look at, expand into that type of thing as well then. I yeah. always find it fascinating how you come up with, you know, just ideas. I suppose it's like it's, it's like a, an artist draws a painting or yeah. paints a picture, right? I suppose it's just where does that? Is it just an instinct? It is an instinct, and you sort of know the basics, and you'll see an ingredient. Even today, I've been into Coventry, and I've been into the Polish shop just to see what's in there, and they've got some different types of mustards. So I've picked them up to just to think, right, okay, that will work with um, a nice piece of pork or that will go well with a vegetable and I'm going to trial that and yeah I think my um <laughs> my husband and son my son's still at home they don't have a same meal every night it's something <laughs> different <laughs> that sounds incredible so kind of I think you've alluded alluded to it in this kind of conversation and, and we had a chat before before we kind of hit record and, and you're in a really good place now you're happy mm-hmm. you're happier in your career than you've ever been yeah C- could you kind of tell us a bit more on that and, and yeah. why you're in that position yeah so um as i said i trained as a chef um and stayed in the industry for a couple of years um but then my first husband which obviously he no longer is um didn't like the hours and so i went i went into industrial catering which i didn't like um so then i went into sales and from the sales i progressed into sales management um but yeah um august 2017 i lost my mum to pancreatic cancer and actually i didn't realize how big a figure she was in my life. Um, so it was a real shock. Um, and February 2018, I had a breakdown um, and I had to stop my sales management job. I went off work, well, two months. Um, I had to go on antidepressants and I had to have eight weeks of counselling. Um, and yeah, it was just this, this massive figure that I loved and didn't realise how much um, had gone and had gone just like that. Um, and and I, I suppose, just... sorry to interrupt, but I suppose going back to your story about cooking with your mum at 7 yeah, and 8 as well, yeah. I suppose that was the catalyst of, yeah. of, you know, your 
it's my passion. When your yeah. Life's <laughs> yeah. Really, isn't yeah. It? And it was just unbelievable. And I had always been sort of like the head of the family. So as I said, um, I, I've got three children, but my two daughters were from my first husband. So I left my husband when Heidi was two and Chloe was four and I set up and by myself. Um, so I'd always been the head of the family. I'd always been the strongest. Um, even when mum died, they phoned me to tell me and I had to tell my sister and brother and the whole family. So it was, it was, yeah, it was just a massive shock. I just wanted, I, I did, I, I just said to my daughter, phoned her and I was crying. I just said, I just want to go to sleep, which is, yeah. <laughs> where the hell oh, did I come from? Yeah. You know, it was nothing like me. Um, and I did need counseling and the counseling was incredible. And if ever you do come across a point in your life where you need counselling, I couldn't uh, recommend it more because um, she brought out me, me. The first thing I said when I walked into the counselling was, um, I don't want to cry. She was like, why don't you want to cry? I just said, I can't cry. And she, obviously the tears did come, yeah. but it was like, why? And I just felt... Was it because you didn't want to show a sign of weakness? Yeah, or... yeah, totally. Totally. I didn't want anybody... I'd almost from an early age, because of bringing the girls up initially, I had put shell over myself and yeah. kept people at a distance. Yeah. And yeah, I didn't want people to come into me and say, oh, you're actually you're quite soft in there, aren't you? <laughs> this is, it's not a flaw, but actually, wow. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's basically what happened. Um, so then, yeah, um, I went back to work after two months and initially I went back to work one day a week for a month, then two days, etc. Then I came back and they were like, oh, if you come back stronger, you know, real sales orientated, etc. Amazing. Um, but then in the January 2019, I decided that I was setting up my own catering business. I wanted to go back into what I loved and um, now was the time. So I went in to have my yearly appraisal with my big boss. And uh, the night before I phoned my husband and I said, um, I'll hand in my notice tomorrow. Because <laughs> yeah, he was away. The phone went quiet. I was like, you know what I've been through, Paul. And um, yeah, I'm going to set up my own business in catering. So he basically said, I'll support you. So I went in to see my big boss and uh, he said, oh, you're looking a little nervous, Sophie. I said, why? Yeah, quite nervous. He's like, why? You've had an amazing year. You've got your bonus. I said, because I'm handing in my notice. This <laughs> is like a gulp. Wow. And he was like, you're leaving me for food, aren't you? So all the way, all the way through, I have carried on with competitions. I yeah. carried on with private dines, cookery lessons, that type of thing. And I'd been headhunted by other companies within the industry that I was in. And I said to him, I'll never leave you because he was really supportive and I enjoyed the role. But I'd always said, if I leave you, it'll be for food. Mm -hmm. And I said, yeah. So you went back to your first love. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and it's not disappointed me. <laughs> I know, I know. It's such a powerful story. It's yeah. a really powerful story, and hopefully, you know, people listening can can take something from that because you know, it, obviously, you've turned adversity into you know an incredible future. Yeah. What sort of businesses you you offer? What what your services your business offers? Yeah, yeah. So as I said, I do pimp myself out to the catering industry, but um, so I offer private dines in your own home. So I'm a registered chef with. Um, a old rectory in Maidford um, and then um, another hall um, so I go to the venue um, I do bespoke menus or I have a list of menus on my website and obviously we discuss allergies discuss food needs etc 
Um, the last one I did at Maidford was over three days. So we had breakfast, lunch, dinner. Um, they chose Thai, um, big spreads every morning for breakfast. Um, they wanted a traditional Sunday roast because um, they were Asian and they wanted to experience that. So I take that all into consideration and it doesn't have to be um, over three days. It can be one day, a birthday, uh, anniversary, a hen party. I've done all sorts. So everything's different. Yeah, absolutely. But it um, all centres around your hobby. Your, your hobby yeah, and I love, love doing. Yeah, um, and then I do food demonstrations, which again, really enjoy doing. Um, Leamington Food Festival is coming up, so I'm doing that one. Um, and I do cookery lessons in my unit. Um, really enjoy teaching children to be honest um because they're like little sponges and they, want to, <laughs> they want to learn and that yeah. you have to be careful with knives you have to give them a small serrated one yeah. but they're, they're just so excited and when they produce something i had a little boy that he was only eight and he did a carbonara a, a proper carbonara and yeah. because um, he's like oh put the cream and milk and flour i said no you don't use any of that and when I taught him and he went home and cooked it to his parents, he was just in awe of um, the fact that he'd given them a meal and that it was a proper dish. Yeah. It was so incredible. So, yeah, so he could I be, do that. Yeah, he could be your next. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Michelin star. Michelin star. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming. It's fascinating to, to hear your story and it's really powerful and it's testament to where you are today of, mm. you know, your journey and... Um, just for people listening, do you, how, how do they find out more about you? How, how do they learn okay. more about Well, this? yeah, I'm on social media, as you are. Um, so I've got my website, which is Sophie Hyam, which is hyam.co.uk. But then I'm on um, Facebook with Colouring Bites with Sophie, which is my company name. I'm on Instagram, just my name, Sophie Hyam. And again, on Twitter. Um, that's who I am. And yeah, that's Fantastic. what my social media so, sites are. We all know how to find out more. And as I say, thank you for coming. We're going to finish on, uh, we have a um, part of the show called LinkedIn or Linked Out. It's kind of a one word, first answer that comes to your head. Okay. <laughs> um, so we'll see We'll see how you do here. So we'll start with Michelin star or dream car? Oh, Michelin star. <laughs> <laughs> Zoom or in the room? In the room. Meal prep or lunch out? Meal prep. Email or voice note? Email. Pineapple on pizza or a week in Ibiza? A week in Ibiza. <laughs> Office radio or headphones? Headphones. Spice or glass of ice? Spice. Microwave or restaurant craving? Restaurant craving. Fast food or fine dining? Fine dining. There we go. <laughs> that was, <laughs> that was <really> easy. Good. <laughs>